What's up, Jay? What's up? JL Hodges, not Jay Hodges. What's good, my boy? <laughs> good afternoon. What's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Good. Good to see you outside of the studio. It really is. Yeah. Uh, for the people just tuning in, who are you? Uh, my name is OG Illa. You can call me Will. Um, you can call me whatever you want to call me. Just, you know, call me something. Um, I'm a creative director at the music shop, owner and creative director at the music shop and center downtown in Richmond. And a local legend. Hey, I like, I like that. That's, that's, that has a nice ring to it. It sure does. That has a nice ring to it. I, uh, I did, I know you from the studio, from MSQ yep. Center. Yep. Um, and as I'm kind of new to Richmond, I've kind of, I've, most of what I've learned from the Richmond history is from you guys over yeah. at MSQ. Yeah. So for this interview, I, did, I had to do a lot of digging to really learn who you are, where you're from. And I've gone through some of these interviews. I don't want to ask all the same things yeah, that you've yeah, already yeah, talked yeah, yeah. about. But I do want to touch on just a couple things so the new listeners know like who yeah. you are. So you, uh, and let me, let me know if I mess anything up. Absolutely, bro. So you started... Uh, your first project came out 2015. My my first project came out in like 2011. 2011. You just you'll never hear it. You'll never yeah hear yeah it. you'll never hear that. Okay. I don't even know where that joint is, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've tried so hard to like find those songs again just yeah. to make fun of myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, man, those those I've I've been you know I, I've recorded my first project probably like 2009. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But we were bro, we were recorded on like a a machine. I don't yeah, even yeah. know what this thing is called. You get one take, mm. that's it. You gotta record the whole song. Dang. So you talk about like, all right, imagine Kareem. I had mm. to, I would have to do that all in one take. If I went to dub it, I had to dub the whole song. So we're literally talking uh, me recording from beginning to end three or four times. And, I, and if you mess up, guess what? Got all started over. Ooh. It started all over again. It was crazy. Um, and I did my first three mixtapes like that. I don't have any of those, mm -hmm. uh, but that's how I started rapping. Gotcha. Yeah. And that was that was following a. So you were a soccer player before this. Yeah. And you had uh, an upper respiratory infection that kind of knocked you out. Yeah, so I went to, um, I, when I graduated high school, I got a couple offers from, uh, from colleges. Um, my last offer was from VCU. Um, um, and yeah, I came here my freshman year. I got really sick and I lost my scholarship. So that's kind of, that kind of left a big void in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and which I feel with music. Right. And that's kind of what started my, mu my real music journey. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So. Uh, yeah. And so was that before or after those first mixtapes? Oh, no, that was before. That was yeah, before. yeah. That, okay. I didn't, st I, I, I rapped and, you know, freestyled on the bus, stuff like that yeah. growing up, but I didn't get serious about rap until I stopped playing soccer seriously. Gotcha. Yeah, and then that, that's the next journey of my life. That's where I filled that void. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And so high school rapping. Yeah. That's, it. it that was I just for be, fun. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. hey, yo, Ella, spit something on the bus or, you know, Will. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I went by Lil Will back then. Yeah. So, yeah, Will, spit something on the bus, and you just got a freestyle. And just you know, and it was always funny stuff. You know, We were always trying to make people laugh and just mm -hmm. have fun on the bus. Uh, had a guy on the soccer team who beatboxed. Yeah. So you know, we would just, you know, just have fun, you know, talk, talk, talk trash about the other team, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Talk mm -hmm. about hot girls, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's it. You know, I always loved hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so it wasn't... For me, it was just part of what, who I was. It wasn't really anything other than that, you know what I'm saying? So um, as, I, as I grew older and I, I got into it more, it obviously became more serious for me. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And so you, with, did, is, did you meet Curbs in high school? I've known Kirby, Curbs since middle school. Really? Yeah, we went to the same middle school together. And then, you know, obviously we went to the same high school together. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so that's when, all right, gotcha. And so you did those first projects uh, after that happened at VCU. Yeah. And do you remember the names of those? My first ever project was called. Uh, well, the all right. Well, the first one I remember is illogical. Uh huh. Like I had I had one called Will Still Ill. I had another one, Testament of Truth. Okay. That's what it was, Testament of Truth. Oh yeah, that, I thought that was the hardest thing in the world <laughs> at the time. Yeah, uh, so uh, 
Yeah, that was a uh, my but my first official project was Illogical. That's the one that most people like got to know me on the scene. Had a, I had a single called If Only mm-hmm. and um I hate it, but a lot of people liked it at the time. You know, I hate it now. I I loved it at the time. I right. thought I thought I was the next one, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh but you know, looking back and uh and uh and uh Looking back, it, you know, I'm, I'm like, God, I hate that. But I didn't know anything. You know, I, was, I, I just jumped out there and I learned it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And that's how you get to where you are now. You got to make mistakes. You got to fail a couple times. You got to do things wrong to, to get it right. Very true. Yeah. So when you, you started rapping, was, did, did you see yourself owning a business moving in, like, in the future? Was that, ever, was that part of the plan or did you grow into that? Ever since I was young, man, I used to draw buildings that i would own and i would have these and it will all it it wasn't quite what it is today but it was always this just like place where you could do what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. so you know sometimes you know i had a a skate rink in there sometimes you know it just it just depended but it was always this place like where you could go and be creative and um so yeah i've always wanted to do that so that's always been part of yeah yeah 100 yeah that is crazy yeah um and so, and also to go back just a smidge on the middle school and high school, you're from like the Richmond area near Richmond. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been all over Richmond, man. I grew mm-hmm. up in foster care, so um, uh, I've been all over, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, I'm from Richmond, born and raised. Part, you know, yeah. every part you could think of Richmond, West End, Henrico, East End, Henrico, Mechanicsville, mm-hmm. uh, Chesterfield, Dinwiddie. I mean, wherever you could think of, I, I've definitely, you know, been there at some point, lived yeah. there at some point. And we were talking the in the studio a couple of weeks ago when some of the Triple Seven guys were here about yeah. like all the changes yeah. that have happened in yeah. Richmond. Yeah, man. I mean, when I was a freshman, see, see, we're talking about when I started music, bro. There was it wasn't like today, so mm-hmm. it's easier today to to make music, not to get on. I don't want to have that debate or not, but mm-hmm. uh, to make music nowadays is is much easier. You can have a home studio for less than a thousand dollars. Right. Back when I started rapping. To have a home studio, I mean, bro, you were, you were the one. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? And everybody was at your crib and, you know, whatnot. So it was just different, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even the city, bro, like when I came here freshman year, they told us not to cross Belvedere. Right. They're like, hey, don't go over there, you know. Uh, you know uh, and I did, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it was just everything was different and now yeah. the city's flourishing and i love it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying um i love to see the growth of my city um and that's probably you know probably the main reason i'm still here yeah you know what i'm saying cuz i want to grow with it true so, yeah um when you first started getting in like the richmond scene like who were the guys in the scene that you were looking up to oh this time? is a good this is a good time to say this bro i want to give my flowers to to octavian mm-hmm. slapdash juan pierce kane mccoy those guys really not only just broke down barriers, like, bro, there wasn't hip-hop shows in Richmond at one point. Mm-hmm. They had to force that. Like, yeah. th- it was a, a Nar Sushi um, mm-hmm. off of uh, da, 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 Main Street right. was the first place that really let people throw hip-hop shows there. That's and that crazy. was them. They kicked mm-hmm. down those doors, and they made it happen for people. Um, my first personal performance was at the Camel. Oh yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Me and emphasis, and uh, and this guy named Grip. Grip. Yeah, I don't, we don't talk anymore, but he, mm-hmm. he's a good guy. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was uh, two thousand nine. Really? Yeah, yeah. Long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Um, and are those guys still in the scene? Are they still? Um, Octavian lives in a in a. Colorado, Kane lives in California, but they're still contributing mm-hmm. to musicians here all the time. I mean, me yeah. and Octavian, Octavian's like a, is like a big bro, big bro to me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, a little big bro, because he's short as hell, but, uh, <laughs> but nah, he's always, uh, he's always done everything he can to help me be successful and vice versa. Yeah. You know, we just, um, that, I think that was one of the things that I've always um, been very big on is just like, collaboration and mm-hmm. working with others in the city to build. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and we, we've all had to go through growing periods. It hasn't always been this easy. There's, it's definitely been times where it's been clicked up or it's been, 
you know, uh, just a lot of tension and, you know, local rapper beefs and, you know, all this stupid stuff. But, you know, as you get older and the people who aren't serious fade away Mm -hmm. and you start to see who is still serious and who actually deserves to be here, Mm -hmm. um, all that stuff gets gets out the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's more about what, how, can, how can we be productive as to, like, who's doing what? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let's just be productive. Let's keep building and let's create opportunities for the people after us. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's something that Octavian definitely inspired. And, and Kane definitely inspired, inspired me to do was just create opportunities for others. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, no, that's definitely important. And I know what you mean when you say, like, a lot of, like, clicked up stuff. Uh, VB had that issue for a while, yeah. and I think it's breaking down. But I think having a place like the MSQ shop, like yeah. that, helps break that down. Oh yeah, because you start getting different people together, and it you can come together for something outside of like a collective, a label, yeah, well, even a group. Well, I think the biggest thing, for, I like it's just like everything, Brent. Man, if you want something to change, mm-hmm. you got to change it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you, you can't, you can't, you can't sit here and keep complaining Mm -hmm. and saying hey i wish this happened i wish that happened and you're not doing nothing to actively fix it you know and um it takes it 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 takes effort it takes patience it takes learning and 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 i'm not the only one doing it you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying so i don't want to act like i'm the only person doing that but uh you know it's something that i've been very big on and I've been an advocate for a long time even before it was cool you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying so um you know th- th- this is the the center and the music shop is just the 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 what I'm doing now you know I've had a version of center before mm-hmm. um out in south side uh unfortunately it got broken into and they stole everything but uh you know, we, I've been through this before. You know what I'm saying? I've been here. I've seen things built, being built. I've seen them being destroyed. Yeah. And, you know, it's, a, it's just part of the process, man. Yeah, and I can't imagine, like, the amount of stuff that you've probably seen, like, change. Because I've been, I just entered my third year living in Richmond now. Okay. And I've seen a lot, I feel like, go up and down in this time. Yeah. Like, over the past couple of years. Yeah. But um, I got two, I two questions. I'm trying to figure out which one I should ask first. Of or you said you performed the camel. Yeah. And where else have you performed? Or what are your favorite places like to perform around Richmond? When it comes to Richmond, man, I've headlined every venue. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? we talk about the, from the national all the way down to local restaurants. You know what I'm saying? So my favorite spot to perform. I mean, obviously the national is like the best sound and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm more of like an intimate guy. I like those shows where like I can sweat on you a little bit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I would say my favorite performance ever was at Main Stage really? when it was open. Yeah, we were up on the top floor. It's called the Gold Room. We just had one of those epic nights there. But I would say just consistently to the city, what's important, you know, uh, definitely the Camel and um, at one point Strange Matter was a, a, a huge part of the city. Um, I'm one of the few people that have actually had beef with like just the craziest thing. So like me and Strange Matter had a huge beef. I was being there for cussing out the bartender one time. Uh, so it was always bittersweet with that. But I love Strange Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, the camel is legendary. Um, if I have to be honest, though, I, it's a little biased. That's why I didn't say it. But Kingdom was my favorite spot. Uh-huh. Um, Kingdom I used to, is the cl- club that I used to run. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it was uh, Alley Cats at one point, And yeah. then after Kingdom left, it was called The Top. That's obviously like my baby. Like I, I brought a lot of people here. I had um, that's where I was bringing like uh, all my big acts and stuff like that. So you know we had Aaron Carter here, all yeah. you know Ace Hood. Mm-hmm. We brought Lil B here for his first uh, crazy. East Coast tour. Action Bronson, Los. Um, I mean I I, I could keep going um, on and on, but yeah, Kingdom is a uh, my personal favorite. I, it's just a little yeah. biased because you know I was. I was running it, so true, true. yeah. You get to kick but, it with any of those artists? Oh hell yeah, man! I, I met all of these guys. I, I mean, the only uh, big crit I got starstruck. I'm not gonna lie. That's the first time ever. Uh, uh, I was uh, I was up in, and this was in, in our club in Nova. So mm-hmm. Kingdom had a sister club called Empire, and we were route tours between the two. Right. So we had uh, Big Crit up in Nova, and um, I got to meet him after the show, and I. 
I had all these crazy things I wanted to say to him about, especially at that time, because it was the Forever in a Day tour for his uh, Forever in a Day mixtape, which is my favorite Crit project. And that summer, me and my brother actually bonded a lot over this project. We mm -hmm. lived together and we would just listen to it constantly. That and take care. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to tell him how much this meant to me, how special it was, how much mm -hmm. I loved it. And I got up to him. I was like, uh, you did a good job. <laughs> and he was like, uh, okay, I know. You know what I'm saying? It just kind of like walked off. And I, that was the only time. But uh, yeah, man, I've met all of these guys, you know, and, yeah. um, and they're cool people and, and they have cool stories. And uh, some of them are just like you expect. And then some of them are, are much different. Like Lil B was super humble. He's yeah. the only artist that ever thanked me for booking him. Really? Yeah. And he, he's like, thank you for bringing me to my fans, man. I really appreciate that. And that, that, reset how I felt about him in particular because I wasn't a big fan until then yeah. and then when he thanked me and then when he went out there and he put on this like show that was just the connection between him and his fans was just so phenomenal and I was just like I have a whole new type of respect for you bro you know what I'm saying yeah. and um in the middle of the show 300 people got down on their knees and they prayed to him and I'm not joking three it was a sold out show they got down on their knees and they prayed to Lil B that's crazy. Crazy, bro. Crazy. And I was like, this is what I want. So a lot of times people go for this big superstar and, mm -hmm. you know, they, they think that they need to be Lil Wayne or Jay-Z. But like these moments where you're connecting with, you know, it's not thousands of people, it's hundreds of people, but you're actually connecting with them and you could feel all of this energy in the room together. Yeah. It's, it's immaculate, man. And, uh, Lil B was 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 one of those guys. He's uh he's special and he uh he des he deserves all the praise that he got. Um, so yeah, man, we did we did some, we've done some pretty sweet things, you know, in Richmond. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, dang, that's I, I feel like I've heard that about Lil B though. I feel like he's kind of like a spiritual type of type of dude. He's he's in his own. Like, I don't know what you call him. He's a he's an entity. You know what I'm saying? But. The, what he's built with his fans, that's yeah. what I think every artist ever should try to attain. It, it's something that it, you, it's, it's like once in a lifetime type of stuff, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There's a dude who put his girl up on his shoulders like, yo, fuck, bro. Oh, it's, now it's my like, girl, Lil B. And I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's a yeah, so, yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it's crazy to, to see the, it be part of these things. But, you know, it's even crazier that they actually exist. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's pretty cool. Dang. Action Bronson didn't cook anything. Action Bronson was, it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he was shaking his thing at people and all types of things, man. He's he's hilarious. Uh, this was fat action Bronson though. This yeah. is not this is not new skinny action Bronson. Was this was fat action floppy Bronson. action Bronson. So, Dang. yeah. I saw him last February, I think a year action ago. Action Bronson, yeah, yeah someone, fire, bro. Someone threw a prosthetic leg on stage. I believe he took it. it. Signed it and like threw it back. No, nah, he like held it over his head like a warrior. <laughs> and chucked it back into the crowd. I don't even know if it made it back to the. He, he he's a good. He's funny like that, bro. And he he's he just hilarious. rolls with the punches. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Like I I liked I liked Action Bronson. The only person I really didn't like, and I I'm very public about this, is Ace Hood. Really? Yeah, asshole. Uh, the butthole. Whatever yeah. is radio appropriate. I did not like that guy. He's a jerk. Really? Yeah. Uh, super uh, ungrateful and just, su you know, had a huge attitude, you know? Yeah. Other than that, it, you know, I've, I didn't have any too, too many bad experiences. Dang. Yeah. The only one, the only, like, truly famous person, I don't even know if I can say I've met him. Yeah. But I was in the studio once with Pusha T. Fire. And it was, like, it was a weird, ex like, because, I mean, he's, like, yeah, he's like Batman in Virginia yeah. Beach. Yeah, Pharrell's like Superman. Yeah, and so and it was like really early COVID too, when all the masks were gone, and he had that really fancy one with like the circles and yeah. filter. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was like you I've know, heard like, great things about Pusha um, and Pharrell in it, it, yeah. it, direct relationships with like Virginia talent. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So um, the airwave label. Yeah, yeah, and not just before that. I'm just talking mm. about them, like actually, like being interested and invested in like local talent you yeah. know and, and and that's good I, I you know it's crazy because those are the uh, pharrell's definitely on my like mm -hmm. gotta meet before i die list um yeah. and i would love i think he would be proud of some of the stuff that we're doing in particular um with the music shop and center mm -hmm. um but 
Yeah, those are those are guys I would love to meet, man. Those are also, you know, they're legends. They're, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're from Virginia, then you know you already know what time it is with them. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I was starstruck. I, I like gave him kind of like a nod, like yeah. "What's up?" He What's up, bro? Didn't he just looked at me and just you know? He's like, was like, <laughs> he's like, all right. He's like, who are you? Yeah, man? that's all right though. Yeah, but it was still cool to me. Yeah, I still say Hell that yeah. I was there. Hell yeah. Um. Locally though, are, who are you like most proud that you've worked with, like out of local artists Ooh. that you looked up to? Uh, I mean, that that's a long mm-hmm. list, bro, and mm-hmm. and I, that's gonna cause a lot of problems if I don't clarify. I will name a few because mm-hmm. it, it is a long list. Yeah. Um, Nicholas F. Mm-hmm. Um, is has been one of my biggest idols in rap forever like mm-hmm. literally uh as you know as long almost as long as i've been a, an adult um so i bit i was really proud when i finally got a song with him mm-hmm. um and peter son uh prop or she goes by hood buddha now um mm-hmm. as is like that's my sister we've we've traveled the entire country together mm-hmm. um doing this music stuff you know what i'm saying so right. definitely with her it, I, I think with her she already knows this i don't even got to say it um uh right now I'm really, really excited about what we're doing with Rudy Walker and Machine mm-hmm. Mook. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean there's the list is so long, bro. I mean I, I mean literally, bro, I could go on for oh, days. That's good. We were talking about fifteen years of working with local talent, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh it's just it's just it's just crazy, bro. The fact that the the, the crazy part is the and I, I tell people this is that I feel blessed that people like actually trust me with their work. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they're like, Hey, Illa, I need this. And I want you to help me with it. That to me is just the ultimate sign of respect and love because this is what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, everybody on the team, mm-hmm. you know, that, that at the music shop, I'm super proud to be working with mm-hmm. um, everybody that, that, Trust me enough to say, hey, I, I, I want you to be part of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That, that's the type of stuff that I, that I love. But, I mean, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of artists <laughs> and, and, and stuff like that. I couldn't even begin to, to, to you know, break that down. You know what I'm saying? So True. if you're on, you know, if, you've, if we work together, just know that I, I'm proud of that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So Definitely. Yeah, and I've had my hands in a... Um, and a, and a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm really excited, about, you know, really proud of that too. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good uh, that's a good note to play uh, the Silver Coop remix. Okay, there we go. I know that pussy juicy, but DGZ's too exclusive and we always smoking rap Call it Lil Boosie and the shoddy Ride and shoot her with my shawty She a beauty, give her money, slap her booty If she see me, then she stupid Ballin' like the hoopers Told her got it, then you use it Put a knockin' on my noodles Alright, that was Silver Coop Remix Hey, shout out Nick F Shout out Alex J, shout out Day M Shout out me, I recorded that For real, yeah, shout out to you That was a crazy one Um, Tonight, you were saying we got the Red Bull event. Yes. Tonight. Tonight at Center from 7 to 11. If you want to slide, uh, we are going to have the Red Bull Doodle Art Competition. This is an international competition. Cash prize for the winner. And you get to go to a two-day um, con- a workshop with Red Bull and artists in New York for an expo. It's pretty sweet. I can't cool. even believe they hit us up about it. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really cool. And the, y'all, the Red Bull has been a little bit of an ongoing thing there. Yeah, we well, we did a little bit with them before, but I think mm-hmm. now, you know, that we've got a little bit more established and stuff like that, they're, you know, we're going to be doing even more. So they'll be here this first Friday, and they'll be here in mm-hmm. the, for the March first Friday. Well, we got to keep this up because yes. we could be like the next people jumping from space. Yeah, to Red Bull I, suits. I don't know about them jumping from space, but, uh, you know. Maybe a air, I would love to uh, like skydive, one hundred percent. Not space though; that's too high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're already up there. Might as well keep yeah, going. Yeah. Um, now I also want to talk about at uh, Center. We, uh, me, and the collective that I'm tight with, Triple uh, Seven, aka yeah. Mafia Seven. If you listen to PFPR, you should know about them by now. 
We are putting on a show called Wave Break yep. next Saturday. Next Saturday. And it's going to be crazy. Uh, me, Khalif, and TDK are the headliners. Um, and this is the first show we've ever, like, ho- uh, well, I, I can't speak for them, but me, myself, this is the first show I've ever, like, hosted. Oh, you're hosting it, too? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh I don't, well, okay, I don't, maybe there's more connotations to host <laughs> than I'm aware of, but I am, I was originally the main one planning this okay. with a different group. Okay. Or not a different group, they were always a part of it, this, yeah. the collective, but I was planning it with different people. Yeah, yeah. Then for personal reasons, they had to drop out. So then me and the team are working together. Mostly, well, a lot of people are involved, but most of the planning has been me and Sefi. Okay. Um, Marcus, uh, who... Actually, Sefi just hopped on the live. Just hopped on. Yeah. Well, it's great that he is here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of us have been working really hard, but me and Sefi, I feel like, you know, we've been doing a lot. Yeah. But everyone's been doing like a, a, their, their part. Their part, but, yeah. Um, it's not just me pushing it right now. Um, that's what I'm trying to say. But yeah, so we are very excited for that. It's our first, my first time really like putting on a show. Yeah. Um, you excited? I'm so excited because... What are you more excited about? Uh, performing or just, you know, throwing your first show? I think throwing my first show that, like, I'm throwing because this will be the third time I've ever performed. Okay. And the first time was, like, so bad. It <laughs> really couldn't... It couldn't have gone worse, actually. You get booed? Uh, it, no, we got pity clapped, which is worse Oof. because everyone... It was an open mic. Everyone before and after us had an acoustic guitar we were way out of the genre. Everyone's uh, in like cowboy. Was it an open mic? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And my yeah, friend yeah, signed yeah, us yeah, up. Yeah. They messed up my set. I only had like two songs. It was yeah. crazy. That was bad. The last one I did, do you know, well, I can't even say his like Instagram name on here, but yeah. he does the shows at Ipanema. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I know who you're talking about. Um, I did a show there yeah. and I killed that. Okay. So I am. I know I'm going to kill this, so I'm not concerned about that. Okay. I am hyped to put the show on. Though. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my little plug for today. Um, but MSQ shop. Yeah. Can't let, well, I want you to clarify what the difference between center and the MSQ shop is just cause I think okay. some people might be a little confused. All right. So the music shop is a creative company. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually build, we, we specialize in creative direction and branding, do a lot of, uh, creative content. Mm-hmm graphic design, videography, websites, mm-hmm. and help artists really build their brand. Right. Um, with, you know, and that, that's a little bit more in depth, something I'm probably not going to um, speak on too much right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we help artists build their brands, or artists and brands build their brands. Mm-hmm. Center is the physical location. Right. So it's a creative space. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's, the, it, it's where we congregate and we do work at. You know what I'm saying? So we have the retail space up front for premium streetwear. We have uh, the venue, mm-hmm. art gallery, video photo production, and then we have the studio. Right. So the music shop does the work. Center is where we do it at. Gotcha. It's very, yes. Yeah, and once you think about it like that, it's, it's much easier to break it down. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, it's really an interesting space too. Yeah. I like that. Like, there's it, so many things. I feel like yeah. under one roof, it really is like you know the center for creation and stuff. Yeah. And you've put together like a pretty good team. Yeah, man. Um, you know something that I I continuously try to build. You mm-hmm. know, putting putting talented and smart people around me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's a true sign of leadership is when you're able to find people who are smarter than you mm-hmm. or who are, you know, even better than you at some things and, you know, put them in the same room with you and other people. You know what I'm saying? Right. A great example is last night we had, you know, it was me, Mook, uh, DL, Chris, Rudy, all in the studio to build, to, to really build Rudy a record. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's what I love. I love that collaboration portion of it. Um, and, you know, I like the, the, the ability to, you know, have these, you know, these, to create these moments. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really into, I, I have a, a, a theory about music. I call it uh, creating time capsules. Mm-hmm. So, you know, about just creating these, and it's not just music, but it's just 
creating these moments that live with you forever. And like, right. no matter where you are in time and space, it still exists and it still has that same feeling. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm after. You know what I'm saying? That's what I, I chase and that's what I um, am trying to build. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, just whether it be a show or a video or a song or, or even a, 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 a clothing drop or, or artwork, you know, it's all about creating this, this time castle is something that lasts and, and is bigger mm -hmm. and, 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 and greater than yourself. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and it lasts forever. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, you know, any, let's think about Thriller by Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's timeless, man. Like, it really it's, is. It's, it's, a, it's something that he created in the 80s and then mm -hmm. he like, you know, but no matter where it is in time and space or, or, or uh, multiverses, it's just going to be, a, it's going to be amazing. You know what I'm really? saying? It's going to be something that you experience, not just like by hearing it, but like what it does to you inside and how mm -hmm. it makes you feel and how it makes you like see the rest of the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what I chase and that's what I, I look to build with the music shop and Center. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when did... Um when did I we we've talked a little bit about it before? So when did you start running MSQ? I started the music shop in 2020, technically, mm -hmm. technically, but it was just a blog at first, right? Um, and then from there, we kind of built the content part and the branding part, and mm -hmm. then eventually we opened up Center this right. year. Okay. Yeah. So it was a building process. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, for the first year, we were just a blog. Then uh, we we turned into a creative company, and then we opened Center this year or this past year. I forgot. It's two, 2023 now. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That, so, it's a little scary. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I, I know I've said it to you before, but I I do think it's important to note, like on the record, like the marketing for MSQ. The music shop for the center yeah. was crazy. Thank you. Because like all of a sudden it was like everywhere and everyone I knew knew about it too. Yeah. And um that was Well, I I, I don't claim to be any type of marketing person at all. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I do believe God blessed me with was the gift of branding. Mm -hmm. And I I really I really flourished there. So mm -hmm. I would say I'm just able to create a brand that connects with the people that I want to connect with. And I think I, I've done, I've, I'm doing a good job of that, or yeah. we're doing a good job of that. So um, I will say, um, you know, part of it is just consistency, man. Like mm -hmm. it, a lot of people think that they, they can just do something and then mm -hmm. it's just going to happen like that. You know, you have people that have been in the industry 30 years before they break. Right. You know, 20 years before they break. I mean, we didn't really hear about 2 Chains till he was 35. You know right. what I'm saying? He, he was Titty Boy before, but, like, you know, that didn't really make the same mark. You know, but when he was 35, changed it to 2 Chains. He rebranded he re himself, and he found a way to connect with the people that he needed to connect with. And he grew tremendously from that point. So yeah. when I look at things like that, I don't look at it like, I look at it like, I'm part of this. Mm -hmm. I was an artist at one point. You know, I spent 15 years being an indie artist. What What are the things that I needed? What are the things that I wanted from this? What are the things that that spoke to me and that or or even uh, held me back? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I try to do everything I can to fix those issues for other people now. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be exposure or learning how to do content or having a studio or having people to help you build these records, whatever it is, I, I, th there's a lot of obstacles you face as an indie artist, and I try to alleviate as many of those, or come up with solutions to alleviate those problems uh, for other artists now. Um, so that's, that, for me, that's, that's my goal now, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, is uh, break down these barriers and, and change the landscape of what it is to be an indie artist. So, yeah. Yeah, and... and, and to go back to your original uh, original question, mm -hmm. that's why I did, and and that's why I was able to have that effect because this is all from listening. Mm -hmm. You know, hearing out artists like, "Hey, I'm, I, I 
I can't get access to graphics or videos or, or I'm not getting exposure or I'm not doing this and me coming up with creative ways to help them do those type of things. Yeah. So, um, and I'm glad that it had the effect, effect and impact that it did because it's able, it's been able to put us in positions to do things that we want to do with our life, which is create. Right. So I'm, I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Um, here, just a quick question. Uh, speaking of branding, is yellow your favorite color? <laughs> it's it it it's, it seems to p- appear that way. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know. At this point, I don't even know what my favorite color is anymore. <laughs> um, but I do love that yellow. I actually invented that shade of yellow. Mm-hmm. So to me, I guess that might it's just special to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think it does something when you see it and and experience it. Yeah. To make you trust the brand. Mm-hmm. And 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 to me that that's all I want is uh, I want a good reputation for um, trust respect and mm-hmm. I, I think I'm building that you know what definitely I'm saying? Yeah. yeah um what what is there anything specifically that you can say like you're most proud to have come out of MSQ so far I don't know most proud mm-hmm. um, I I I am. <sighs> You know what? The conversations. Mm-hmm. I get to have like these amazing conversations with creatives like pretty much every day, all day. Yeah. And I, I say that's probably what I'm most proud of um, yeah. because th- to me, as a creative, your art is your story. Mm-hmm. And to be able to fully tell your story, you have to be vulnerable. To be vulnerable, you have to trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you break it down like that, it comes back to like, yo, people trust me, people yeah. respect me. And for that, I'll, I'll forever be grateful. Mm-hmm. But the conversations, they, they're inspiring, they're knowledge, you know, they're, they're, they make me more knowledgeable, they make me uh, sharper, they make mm-hmm. me, they keep me on my toes. They, you know, there's a lot of things that come from it. And, um, you know, it makes me more creative. Yeah. So I would say the conversations are definitely the things I'm, I'm most, if not most proud, at least most appreciative of. So, yeah, um, there's so many cool things that we've done. I I, I would have to, like, really think about that question. It's, like, maybe pick one. You know what I'm saying? Um, But if you haven't, go check the Work Sucks video by Stay at Home Dad because I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first thing that popped to my mind. And was that shot at? uh, Not at Center. Nah, nah. nah. Well, we shot some of the skits and stuff there, Mm -hmm. but um, nah, that that was a big production. But there have been a few music videos that I've seen that have been shot there. Yeah, already. a ton yeah. of stuff. Yeah, I mean, even stuff that I didn't even do. You know, they were just mm-hmm. they were there and they wanted to do something, so they did it. So yeah. Yeah, and I do. I have to agree to the conversations. Um, you've hit me with a couple knowledge bombs in these conversations that have kind of changed my perspective on things too. But I'm getting um, those things too, though, bro. Like, yeah. I, I think that's one of the things. Like, I want to clear. It's like a lot of the conversations that I'm having or I'm the knowledge that I may be given, I'm giving away because I'm getting it for free. Yeah. It's not, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not one of those people that like, like we're, when it comes to knowledge and mm-hmm. stuff that you, you know, that, that's just, that should be free. Mm-hmm. Like I just, that's y'all. Yeah. Everybody can have this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and, and I might learn something too. Um, but there's a lot of people that hold information and I don't like that because, yeah. you know, we it's it's information is free if you're not gonna get it from me you might get it from somebody else i'm just proud and i'm just happy that you you know you're having that conversation with me i don't believe in holding in holding information though yeah contacts none of that stuff i connect people all the time i I love being a facilitator so Mm -hmm. yeah that's something i yeah i definitely hold, hold strong on too let's um let's get one more song in real quick okay um water bill or knockout Let's do Waterbill. I haven't heard that in a minute. <laughs> uh, Waterbill. Shorty got that water, watch her drip. Water slide when she ride this dick. Payment with that water on my neck and wrist. Waterbill about to cause a grip. Shorty got that water, watch her drip. Water slide when she ride this dick. Payment with that water on my neck and wrist. Water bill by the cost of grip. Hazardous, I think it's flooding.
I know from conversation, and I also saw a tattoo, you're a big Harry Potter guy. Oh, Harry Potter gang, baby. You already know. Dumbledore's army. You already order the Phoenix. You already know what time it is. Which, yeah, gang, gang. <laughs> which, uh, which movie is your favorite? My movie? All right, so. Movie and book. All right, hold on. Let me start by saying this. If you have not read the books, you're not, re- you're not a legit Harry Potter fan. You're like a, a, a half-blood. You know what I'm saying? I'm a pure blood up in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not only did I see, I've read every book like almost 100 times, and I'm not exaggerating. I listen to the audio tapes every night. Like yeah. when I go to sleep, that's what I go to sleep to. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, obviously seen every movie. I want to say, bro, low key, my favorite movie is number two. Number two, Chamber of Secrets. It's just the closest to the books. Yeah, and they didn't try. To, they didn't do too much to make me mad and change. Yeah, like it's little things though. Like the third book, uh-huh. uh huh. Oh, third movie, way different. yeah. The third movie, they like gave Harry the, the firebolt at, at the end of the movie, it was right? In the middle of the book. It's little, yeah, and it, it was a big part because right. that was like when him, Harry, him and Hermione and Ron were beefing. So mm-hmm. it's like little things like that. But yeah, man, Harry Potter gang all day. Like yeah, it, yeah. Which book's your favorite? Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It, it it was a good time in my life to to read it too, but yeah. it was just so mysterious and just so dark and just you didn't know what was going to happen. And even though I almost quit after that, because when Sirius died, yeah. that hurt my heart, man. Like yeah. I, I felt like I lost my uncle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was tough. But uh, yeah. Did you read them like as they came out or like? Yeah. Well, all right. So what was crazy, and I think this is what formed my bond with Harry Potter so much is uh. Mm-hmm. I was 10 years old when I read the first Harry Potter book, and mm-hmm. I, was, I just got to put into foster care. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading a bunch of books in the library. Librarian comes up and is like, hey, I really think you would like this book. She knew my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I've read every, I've read every Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you could think of. I've read all of them joints. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's try it. And like, bro, I'm telling you, it ruined books for me, though. Yeah. I don't read other books. Yeah. I go back, I read Harry Potter like it's a Bible. And I don't I don't mean like I worship wizards. I mean like there's stories in there mm-hmm. that are very powerful and that I use to like live my life. Yeah. And um that's 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 really crucial to me. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. uh yeah, man, I, I was ten. The first three were already out. Yeah. So I read the first three and then I had to wait for the fourth. And then I c- continually grew up with Harry Potter. And then when I graduated high school, mm-hmm. the, the, the week that I graduated high school, the last book dropped. So I read it in a day. Yeah. I, no, like literally a day. I, I got it at midnight uh, and I finished it by 6 p.m. That was a big one. Yeah, it was the biggest one. And, but I was like, I waited my whole, I waited eight years for it. Yeah. And I, I finally got it and I just couldn't, I couldn't put it down. And I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's an amazing book too. So yeah. it's a series. So yeah, I was, I, I, when it comes to Harry Potter, there is no bigger Harry, Harry Potter stand in the world. I, yeah. I am him. True. Tatted up. Got him on my stomach. What house? What do you think? I'm a Slytherin actually. Yeah. yeah I, that wasn't a, you know, obviously I want to be Gryffindor, but the, the sword in the house do, does what it do. You it know does. what I'm saying? It so. Does. Uh, Green Gang, you know what I'm saying? So I do have to say, I, I uh, Order of the Phoenix was definitely my favorite book. One hundred percent. Goblet of Fire might be my favorite movie though. Goblet of Fire is a good movie. It's not bad, and, and they did a good like they did a good job of of creating a Voldemort. They did, yeah. Or that was crazy. or you know who? That was uh, that was that, a, that was a good representation. I think, but I I am looking forward to the remake when they have the technology and CGI to really. Take it there. Because yeah, I think yeah. the next one, because they're going to remake it eventually. eventually. Whether it be like 10, 15 years, whatever. They're going to go crazy, bro. Yeah. Imagine like Avatar, but Harry Potter. Yeah. Like that's what I want to see. I want to see them put buku bucks behind these movies and, and do it. I've heard rumors, though, that they're going to do TV show and do every chapter. I feel like that's going to, that's what I thought. If they do that, man, it's, it's a wrap, bro. It's Don't, gonna I be might really quit all of this, bro. I might just turn into a... To a couch potato, bro. I might, yeah, just live on the couch watching Harry Potter my whole life. So that's that's one thing, and you know, like I, there are certain things where I feel like I gotta, like you know, make it so I can be in a position to be a part of something. <laughs> no, facts. I, and I'm kind of upset that if they do a remake, facts. I'm too old to be Harry Potter. But well, I you could be I, Snape. I, I, I kind of, I'm not gonna lie. When I was in like 
fifth grade, mm-hmm. I applied for the Harry Potter movies. Da- movies, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. And um, I think I kind of look like them too. Like, uh, obviously, I think they did a good job. Daniel Radcliffe is, you know, he's a legend. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I was gonna be him. I, 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 I thought think, I was him. I think you so, make a good Harry Potter. Um, I think if I would have stayed the course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, by the time I was uh, older, um, I didn't look at like him as much. Yeah, the no accent would be kind of an issue too. Yeah, and yeah. I I have a horrible, horrible uh, British accent. British accent, bro. Horrible <laughs> British accent. I mate. <laughs> yeah, same. Mine sort of, it's it, you can't really tell if it's British or Australian or Jamaican yeah. or whatever. It's a, it it, it could be whatever it is that day. I don't know. So yeah, I'm I'm not good at foreign accents. I'm not good at foreign language. So yeah. yeah. The uh we're getting a little low on time. The yeah. last thing I wanted to talk about is you are a father now. Yes. How how do you feel like that's or first like, how how many kids do you have? I have three sons. Well, I have two sons and I have one son that's uh uh, that's due at the end of this month. Really? Yeah, so I have three, uh, technically three sons. Well, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Um, how do you feel like that's changed you? <sighs> so, growing up, man, I was very selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still something that I battle now uh, uh, about being selfish. A lot of my selfishness came out of survival. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in foster care, growing up in the projects before that. Um, but when I got put in foster care, it was just me, man. I got ripped away from my family, and it was always about survival, just making sure that I could get through whatever situation I was in. With you know, And I, I went through some really foul stuff in, in foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I thought I really knew what love was, you know, because I, I felt it or, mm-hmm. you know, I saw it and stuff like that. But when you have a kid and it's no longer about you anymore or – it's not about you first anymore, and mm-hmm. you got to put this other human being's life ahead of yours every every time. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't have to, but if you choose to, mm-hmm. um, it, it 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 just it humbles you, and it makes you less selfish, and it makes you more. It makes you want to do it. Like that's the thing. I want to do these things. I want to do anything I can to make sure my son's life is just my son's lives are the best they could possibly be and mm-hmm. i don't mean just like you know they got toys or whatever i mean like they're safe they live in they, they get fed their health they get fed good food you know their uh you know mother's good they they go to good schools they're getting educated these things value are much more valuable than some of the things i used to value right um you know and and when that happens, it's not even something you can control. It's, it, or maybe it is, but it wasn't for me. Like when it happened, it just clicked. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw my son, I was like, the, the whole world changed mm-hmm. in an instant. And I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. I felt different immediately. I saw him. I was like, my life's different. Everything's different from this point on. And it, it, it makes you care about somebody more than you care about yourself. Mm-hmm. And that part to me was like just overwhelming at first it was mm-hmm. definitely and it, it's still a little overwhelming i mean like i'm running off of no sleep because my son couldn't sleep last night but i can't just go back to sleep yeah. gotta get up and figure out what, what's wrong with him get him back to sleep you know what i'm saying whatever so mm-hmm. it's just and then before i got here we had the ultrasound for my other son who's mm-hmm. do at you know so it's like you know the the feeling of like purpose the feeling of fulfillment, the feeling of love is just, it's, it, it's un- indescribable and it's immense. It's yeah. immense, bro. It's bigger than the world. It's bigger than the universe. It's, I'll challenge Thanos if I have to for mm-hmm. my kids. You know what I'm saying? So I can't, I, I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but it's a lot of feelings to put into to, to, to it. And a, a lot of feelings to put into words that, yeah. that you can only feel and you can't even really describe. Yeah. Like you think you care about stuff right now, mm-hmm. you don't. It right. doesn't even feel the same, bro. I, mm-hmm. the, the things that I valued and I spent my time doing, I wouldn't even think twice about doing that shit now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I would say the biggest is just selflessness and just just pure unconditional love. Like you might turn out to you know 
be crazy psychotic one day, but like it's just you're always gonna be that little baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like I, I I try to catch myself when I'm like, God, I wish he'd hurry up and just grow up and talk and tell us what's wrong and avoid all these problems. But like then I'm like, actually, I'm good. Yeah. Whatever pace this takes or whatever time this takes, I'm good because I'm gonna appreciate every single second because he is gonna because my oldest son's ten. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be ten one day. And then that, they're going to be 18 one day. Yeah. And then they're going to be on their own. And they're going to have their own kids one day. And you're going to miss all of that. Right. And so I'm just trying to be appreciative and, and, and just super humble and just super grateful of every moment I get to spend with them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's it. So yeah. uh, I, I know that was a lot, but ah. it, it's just it's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's just more immense than anything you could, you could put into words. You know what I'm saying? So... Do you think that is like partially like that's helped influence you to like create something for the community as like a community leader? To yeah, yeah. I, than you at this point. Now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent, bro. I've I've always been I've always given back to the community. It's because because of my position and and the in in the industry in particular. But I want my neighborhoods and I want my city to be great because one day my kids are going to roam around here and they're going to mm-hmm. be part of something. And if I don't set that sorry if i don't set that example or if i don't help create that atmosphere and by the time they get older and it's not great or it's not something then i'm gonna feel some type of way so i I, now if i try my do my best and it doesn't happen that's one thing right but like i can at least say i put my all into it and i did everything i could to give my sons the best chance possible so Okay. Okay. So, so with that being said, man, yeah, I think that all of it ties together. You know, mm-hmm. you want to create the world you want your kids to live in, mm-hmm. and that and that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to create this world that I want my kids to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, and that starts with, and no, don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. I mess up a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm you got to start here, and then you you know you build up. So yeah. yeah. All right. I think we're at the end of our time. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, bro. Appreciate y'all having me. Shout out VCU. Y'all already know it's the home team, baby. Of course. Filfo Public Radio, OG Illa. Yes, sir. Have a great Friday. Peace. Pull a mic, Papa. I can't head a top off. She might have a box out. They say they be balling. That is just a box yeah. out. They don't want a good fight. Yeah. They just want to knock out. Uh, they said they active, so put it in motion. I'm mopping up the bag. I'm either swimming or floating. Diamonds so wet, it's like I live in the ocean.